You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Oh, what? How did you get on board the Colossus? There are TIE fighters and stormtroopers everywhere. Yeah, I know. Getting in was the easy part. Anyway, looks like some things have changed around here since I last heard from you. You can say that again. I've been trying to get you my reports, but the First Order's blocked all communications. Well, checking in with you is only half the reason I'm here. You've got a big mission ahead of us. BB-8, you ready to come home with me? You're... you're taking BB-8? I've just gotten orders from General Organa. We're leaving tomorrow for Jakku. I need BB-8 on this one. But what about our mission here? CB-23 will help you out. I have her back in my X-Men. We just need to switch off. Poe, you were right to send me here. The First Order's planning something, and the Colossus is just a small part of it. All right, kid. I'm interested. Let's see what you've got. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors and fantastic creatures legends so great you won't believe them but it's true all of it so what are you waiting for strap in and get ready to make the jump with rebel cells the star wars animation podcast Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Star Wars Resistance episode, The Core Problem. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt, the Crankster Cranky. Woo! What's happening? Hi, good to be back. Star Wars Resistance fans. Yeah. So good to be back. Hey, um, you know, a decent episode again. I mean, uh, I really enjoyed this one. I think mm-hmm. maybe more... Others might have. I saw some stuff online. People were kind of – some were just like, uh-huh. But I thought it was a pretty decent episode. Some things that happened, a question I have for you and even the listening audience, like uh, what am I seeing here? What, what do I think? And um, we'll get to that in a minute. But wow, I guess we got a few things to talk about news. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's there's a couple of – like I mean like these are two really quick news items Yeah. right off the top. So episode nine has wrapped filming. Uh, so – uh, yeah, I mean, like they're they're done principal photography. I'm gonna go ahead and warn everybody right now: there will be reshoots. There are always reshoots. Yeah, <laughs> reshoots are scheduled. They are probably scheduled for about three months from now. So in the summer, <clears throat> like heading into the summer, I guess what's three months from now? It's February, March, April, May. So if we hear about like in May, June, July, we hear about reshoots happening. Do not freak out. 
That is a normal thing. The 24-hour yeah. news cycle is going to try and trump this up as oh, – it's funny how that uh, that verb works nowadays. But uh, they're going to try and like blow this stuff out of proportion. They always do. Um, with these big movies, but reshoots, especially on big blockbuster movies like Star Wars or any of the Marvel or DC films, reshoots are a perfectly normal piece of of film production. Um, the purpose usually being, okay, you know, we filmed the movie, we thought we got everything that we needed, but it turns out we've been editing for the last three or four months, and um, and what we really need here is actually like an insert shot of. Um, of of a hand g- grabbing an item, or um, I really wish we had a reaction from Ray <clears throat> in this scene, you know, and or or you know, like that sort of thing. It's not like oh my god, everything's wrong with this movie, and we need to go in and we've rewritten stuff. We need to fix it. Occasionally, that's that's definitely what's happening, you know. And I mean, uh, some movies are more noticeable than others. Yeah. Um, Solo was a very different situation with them switching directors and everything. So that was less of a reshoot and more of a, you know, we have to refilm this movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but yeah. So, um, yeah, reshoots are generally a totally normal thing. Um, So don't flip out when that news happens now, when we start hearing that, you know, there was this problem on set. And so therefore blah, 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 we have to replace this actor or something like that, you know, um, then, you know, like that's a little bit more of an issue, but if we don't hear anything like that, then, you know, reshoots are a totally normal thing. And sometimes don't even involve any of the, the, the lead actors or anything like that. Like some of the reshoots are literally just like a hand grabbing an item or, you know, a, n- a new establishing shot of something or right. it can be a di- bunch of different things, but they've officially wrapped filming. Um, That's a long shoot too. I didn't, they start in like August. They, yeah, it has been a very, very long shoot. shoot. Yeah. That's crazy to see, I think how long it was, but you're yeah. right. The reshoots thing it's it's going to happen. Like you said, nothing, nothing big about that. Yeah. And, so you saw the Mandalorian also wrapped too. Looks yeah, like. so so episode nine wrapped on Friday, and then Mandalorian wrapped on Saturday. So, um, yeah, season one of Mandalorian's in the can. They're they're doing their visual effects and um, and editing and whatnot for that. So um, that's exciting. What's what's cool about the Mandalorian is that like obviously it's a ways out. We don't have a a, a date for it yet. Um, I'm I'm I guarantee. The fact that it's wrapped filming, I guarantee that we will get the the premiere date along with the Disney Plus launch date at Star Wars Celebration. I think that that's I think that's a pretty sure bet. Um, yeah. I have a theory on that too. Um, yeah, it kind of goes into yeah with next, with the next one. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. yeah um. I yeah. The good the good thing here is that you know since they've They've completed filming. Uh, they that means that they've shot this in more of a film style than a television show style, which is nice because a lot of TV shows are are usually in production while it's airing. Um, right. So especially with a show like like a, like twenty two twenty three episode seasons like um, uh, like Arrow or or any of those sort of CW or uh, any of the major network stuff, it's generally 
they generally shoot them as the season's going on. So they're shooting over the course of several months. Um, with this one, it's clear that, you know, like they, they shot in to out there, they're, they've wrapped on the, on the first season. So, um, that says to me, you know, it's going to be very visual effects heavy. It's, they have a lot of work to do between now and then, but it also tells me that the quality of this show is something more akin to an HBO FX, uh, Showtime type series rather than, uh, uh, you know, an NBC, ABC, CBS, CW. It's definitely nowhere near a CW series, which tends to be kind of the bottom of the barrel. CW sci-fi. Um, not to say that those shows aren't great, but um, budget-wise and, and production-wise, uh, they, they tend to be uh, lower in the quality and not treated necessarily as film. But this is definitely being treated as film. Um, so that's something to get excited for. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, Triple Force Friday is coming. October 4th, which uh, for those who don't remember what Force Friday is, this is uh, the rollout of of all of the toys for the holiday season leading into, in the past, leading into episode uh, 7, into The Force Awakens, into The Last Jedi. We kind of had a, a mini Force Friday for Rogue One, but it wasn't really much of anything. And there was no Force Friday for Solo, if I'm... No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which... Honestly, I mean, like that to me is one of the biggest mistakes that they made. the The, the merchandising for Solo was just, man, yeah. was it sparse. But um, which sucks because that is like that's what I want merch from the most. But whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but Triple Force Friday named uh, so because it's gonna be um, <clears throat> the launch of. Uh, episode nine toys, the Mandalorian toys, as well as what was the, what's the third thing? Star Wars, the Jedi Fallen Order, the, the uh, oh the yeah, Je- yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, the video game. So, um, so yeah, I I this points towards two things. I I that I mean, we already obviously have a, a release date for episode nine, um, to be determined. Uh, TBD, Star Wars TBD, as I'm calling it. I I. We already know when that comes out, um, but uh, with uh, uh, Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order, uh, those are still question marks. But I think that this points towards sometime in the October November date range, right? So, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. Like, how could you have a a launch of products that's going to be potentially spoilerish? You know, come out October 4th, let's just say for the Mandalorian. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I could see episode nine, we have to wait till December, but the characters we kind of know already, right? I mean, there might be a few in there that, that we don't know yet, but still, the Mandalorian is going to have all of these brand new characters, what we think. And I just can't imagine them putting it off that much longer than Force Friday. You know, I, I, it makes me think that this show is going to air uh, roughly around the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, that yeah. that was the clue that kind of that I kind of got from it was that we might see this uh, Mandalorian and this whole series, this whole network or Disney Plus debut in October. So I don't know. You, you think that is possible? I think so. I th- I think uh, 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 a fall premiere is is very likely based on things that Bob Iger has said recently, um, and based on how much we actually know about about these different shows that are going to be launching with it. I mean, we know. 
we know that that it's going to launch with the Mandalorian. Uh, we have a pretty good indication that it's going to launch with the Clone Wars, um, along with obviously the back library of, of some other stuff. Um, hopefully, all the Star Wars films are on there. Hopefully, all yeah. of the MCU movies are on there. But I, but we also know that there's the Loki series and the um, I Black Widow. Uh, no, not Black Widow, Scarlet Witch Scarlet and Witch. Yeah. and Vision series right. that we're going to be getting as well. So, um, yeah, so we've actually we've got we've got a lot of stuff coming, um, and that's not even like I'm I'm not even paying attention to like the Disney side of things. I don't know if there are any like Disney centric series that are going to be premiering with this thing, but we know that there's a lot of really heavy hitter shows coming for this. Um, that are like basically in production in the same way that Mandalorian is. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think that that, that's all pointing towards this, this being, yeah, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So yeah, definitely, definitely something to look forward to, um, yeah. s- something not to look forward to all <laughs> of these TV show concepts. Hey, everybody's, everybody's getting a show. Everybody, everybody's getting a show. Um, it was crazy. It was like every couple of hours and somebody else has got a show. Look, here's the thing. I the the guy who broke the initial story, I don't I don't know anything about him. Uh, I've never heard his name before. So I really don't know him from Adam. Um, but also, I don't know anything about this guy. I've never heard his name before. I've never heard of HN Entertainment previously and like like this is where the the news like they say that it's exclusive so it seems to be where the story has originated from um never heard of these guys before i mm-hmm. uh, and now all of a sudden they have an inside source about all of these tv series um I think that this uh, there's a very real possibility this is somebody just trying to make a name for themselves. And look, here, here's what I'll do, okay? You heard it here first on Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. There will be live-action series about Star Wars characters that we already know. There's a Lando series in the works. There's a Princess Leia. There's a Han Solo one. There's a Poe Dameron series. There's a series about Rose. There's a series about Finn. There's a series about Ray. There's a series about Salacious Crumb. There's a series about Jabba's son. There's a series about a Gamorrean guard. There's a series about Max Reboban. There's a series about Lobot. Like, I can if I just list off 13 series that are in potential development you're just throwing darts blindly at a dartboard. You're bound to like, like with some, some educated guesses, you're bound to hit the dartboard at least once. And that's all it takes to then turn around and go, see, see, I was right. Yeah. You know, like, are they developing a young princess Leia series? I don't know. It's as realistic as any of the other stuff that they've been talking about now. I mean, like, I think that we're oversaturated on the, the dark times era. Right. Right. Like, I think we've got a Cassian show coming. Do we really need young Princess Leia in the same time period? What's her show going to be like? Like, how is that going to be different from from I mean, obviously, tonally, it would be different from Cassian. But like story wise, like, what are we going to what are we going to what are we going to do there? Obviously, you can come up with anything. Um. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is perfectly aged to be a young Princess Leia. So there is like a logic there of like, well, do it while you can. 
um i i uh paul posted a thing about like sebastian stan being the perfect yeah. age to play luke post return of the jedi so a, a live action series about luke skywalker building the new jedi order and it's like yeah all of this stuff sounds super cool and i would love to see any one of these projects go forward um and i'll i'll go ahead and say it even a rose tico series like that's f- like sure Star Wars is Star Wars. Give me more Star Wars. And yeah, like there's Star Wars stuff in production. I My best guess is that if this is true, if this is a real story, then the only piece of truth here is that somebody snapped a picture or wrote down a list based on the story group sitting in an office, like in a boardroom, uh, conference room or whatever, and they were literally just talking and writing things on the board mm-hmm. and just going like, what do you like? What are some things that we could do? Right. And just like totally just brainstorming. So none of these shows are in development. None of these shows are nearing production. Um, I bet you anything that if you talk to, to Kelly Marie Tran and you said like, is that so what's going on with the Rose Tico series? She'd be like, look, this is the first that I'm hearing about it, but I'd be happy to do it. So say, say the exact same thing that they all say in these circumstances, which is like, hey, my agent hasn't gotten a call yet. But as soon as they do, I'm happy to play a Star Wars character because it comes with a nice paycheck and some solid publicity. Right. Like it's good for oh, yeah. my career. Um mm-hmm. So they all say that, right? Like, like you and McGregor is like, yeah, I'll play Obi Wan again. You want me to play Obi Wan? I'll play Obi Wan. Whatever, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, is there any validity to this stuff? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't see this. And like, like I said, like the most realistic thing is that they had a session where they just said, "Here's a bunch of ideas." And now they're going to go like, okay, what are the strongest ideas? What are the, what are the easiest, not easiest to produce, but like sort of, what are the ones that most make the most sense for like production timelines and cost and all that sort of thing? Like what, which ones are the low hanging fruit? Which ones are easy wins? Um, what can we do? Right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't look where I, if we do get an Obi-Wan Kenobi series, it's not going to have anything to do with Ewan McGregor. I'll just tell everybody that right now. Because that was one of the other ones that was floating around the the last few. Yeah. If there's a, if it's, if it's a TV series, then they've taken that idea that was floating around about a year ago about Mm -hmm. a young Obi-Wan Jedi temple, like, like sort of like a, a, like a teenage Obi or like not even teenage, but like younger Obi-Wan Kenobi. And like, this is what it's like. It basically Harry Potter with Jedi starring Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Like, um, that to me is a very logical, very smart thing to do. You're using an established character, but you're doing it in a totally different way. Um, Mm -hmm. You're getting far enough away from the portrayals of him that exist already that it can be different, but I I just don't see any of this happening right now. Of all those, I think the Obi-Wan, obviously most people want to see, and I think a series would be really cool um, that rather than a movie. And I think the time frame that, I mean, geez, look at what we saw in rebels where you get the, you got just a glimpse of what you might, you could see as far as like, um, you know, Obi-Wan, he battled, a, a Maul, kills him. And then he goes off there watching Luke as he's a young boy. 
I think there's a lot of potential even in that era because you can have him like almost like almost like uh, like uh, Kanan was where he was he was a Jedi, but he had to kind of hide it. And the same thing would have to be with like Obi-Wan, like he's watching over Luke, but he he's trying to hide the fact that he is a Jedi Knight, a Jedi Master and having to deal with problems associated around that. And you can you can do some pretty cool things. You can have him do lightsaber stuff, but you have to keep it like. Uh, you know, keep it hidden almost some ways. And, yeah. and just, I think there's a lot of ways you can go, even though that's a period that I think we're all starting to get tired of. Uh, I think Obi-Wan's the one, one of the ones where you can go that route and there's still some really cool things you can do with it. But again, that was another one of those that out of the eight of them that we I saw over the last few days, he was also linked in there. But I think, geez, we are kind of already know all that, you know, it's like if, if there's a chance they can do it, they're going to do it. I think uh, I, my biggest thing is that like i don't i know yes i want an obi-wan movie i want an an obi-wan series i want more obi-wan stuff um especially with ewan mcgregor of course i do but i don't i don't want series with existing characters i don't i like i i don't know it's just i i feel like there's enough of sort of our existing characters floating around yeah. within stuff that like I'm good and there's enough stories sort of told about Luke and Han and Leia and and Obi-Wan and, and like, like I'm excited about the novels and stuff that are coming out like the Master and Apprentice novel I'm really excited for like I like that stuff and and animated series yeah I'd be I, I think I'd be maybe more inclined with some of this stuff but honestly like I care so much more about Ryan Johnson's trilogy and what uh, 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 Benioff and, and Weiss are working on mm-hmm. um, the Game of Thrones guys that sure. to me is so much more intriguing because I want new characters to right. fall in love with like I want I don't know I just and I think the biggest piece is that like I'm just so tired of everybody getting their hopes up about stuff and having expectations about what something is going to be and then having those dashed so it's like i want uh, i want benioff and weiss to be working on something old republic related i don't want it to be tales of the jedi and i don't want it to be knights of the old republic i want it to just be like i want it to be about like the ancient jedi like before like going back further than we've ever gone right Mm -hmm. like 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 give me like some octo as like the seat of the jedi um, at the time, like, like send it back that far and tell me a story about like what, it, like show me what ancient hyperspace technology looks like and like do something completely new and completely different that informs the star Wars galaxy, but that doesn't intersect with the star Wars galaxy as we know it. Right. That is just like, like so far in the past that it doesn't really matter or give me something that's so far removed from our heroes, like the the characters that we already know, mm-hmm. that it never ever has any fear of coming into contact yeah. with those characters. So give me something in the unknown regions or something like that. And like I don't know, like throw in like a like a, a classic character or throw in like one EU character, like a legends character that that everybody uh, wishes existed. Right? Like do do the sort of thing that Dave Filoni did with star Wars rebels where you're like, 
each season he kind of threw in here's another character right like in season one it's like oh well vader gets to make an appearance and tarkin gets to make an appearance and you know like are they're not super important yet but like we're focused on these other things and then in season two we're gonna throw ahsoka in there and we're gonna we're gonna start hinting at some other stuff and in season three all oh, here comes thrawn and then in and i guess season two is also leia or is that season one I guess Lando's in season one, isn't he? But just sort of the way that those characters are just kind of peppered in and they they maybe inform the story, but they're not nece- they aren't the story. I That's so. what yeah. I would like to see. But yeah. like the stuff that I've had the most fun with in the last five years has been Rebels. Uh it's been uh, mm-hmm. uh the Freemaker adventures, right? <laughs> like and then obviously all the new characters in the sequel trilogy who like I we've come to to love some more than others I suppose but I don't know just like this idea that we need series about established characters and like having to deal with the uh, I don't know at this point like like you can't tell the story of Luke Skywalker post return of the Jedi without pissing people off because you're either going to piss off the people who actually did like The Last Jedi by doing something that kind of flies in the face of what was established there, or you're you're going to piss off the people who wanted to see EU Legends Luke Skywalker because they're going to get a character that meshes with what we got in The Last Jedi. So you're really kind of you're really kind of screwed either way. <laughs> um, so they're like, so why bother, right? Don't. Yeah. Don't even don't even tell the story. Just leave it to imagination because that is honestly like I don't know. I think at this point right now where I'm at is that like that's what Star Wars fans deserve. And I do mean that in kind of a bit of a like biting, like insulting way. It's like no matter what gets announced, no matter what's coming out. Even if it's just a rumor of a Rose Tico show, people just start tearing into it. And I don't know, I'm just exhausted by it. I'm yeah. just exhausted by it, right? It's like we talk about this. Resistance is not the greatest Star Wars thing that's ever that's ever come on TV. It's it's not setting our, our hearts on fire, right? But it's getting better as it goes and I'm glad that we stuck with it and I'm glad that that they're learning these characters and how to tell this story and it's getting better and better sure. with each week. I firmly believe that. I, like I truly, truly mean that. And we, yeah, we were critical the first half of the season, but we were critical from a standpoint of we want this show to be better, like we want it to improve. Um, and there was a br- brief period there of like of that expectation thing and getting over it and going, okay, this isn't Star Wars Rebels. It's not Clone Wars. It's its own thing. It's a comedy. It's not action. It's it's not epic. It is a very small story about a group of like a tight knit group, and it's and it's it's very comedic. That said, like now we're started starting to turn the corner in in the last few episodes where it's like, well, it's not that comedic. Um, you know, we get about three or four gags an episode, but you know, the stuff with Tam in this episode is not funny. It's actually, it's actually, it's getting to be a little bit worrisome. Like it's it's starting to concern me that, that they're actually going to turn Tam and she's actually going to go towards the first order and we're going to have to deal (laughs) with that. 
part of it. Like she might rat these guys out once she realizes what Kaz is up to. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the show is getting, is getting better and it's getting good. And if we went on the internet and, and just sort of like, like tore it to shreds based on the first five episodes, and and then Lucasfilm was like, oh, God, what have we done? And they pulled back and they were like, no, we're not going to do any more. Right. Then, like, we would be denying ourselves the last couple of weeks, which have like basically since the break, which have right. all been which have all been good to great episodes. Right. So it's this thing of I don't know, <laughs> like like the fans are just I don't even know if they're fickle as much as they're just spoiled. You know what I mean? Like it's very much like an obnoxious toddler that gets everything that they want for so long, and then you're like, "Well, here I got chicken nuggets, but they're not in the shape of dinosaurs." And they're <laughs> like, "Well, if they're not in the shape of dinosaurs, then you can just throw them in the garbage because I won't eat them, <laughs> right?" Like, and that's kind of the attitude that that some Star Wars fans are kind of kind of putting forward right now, where they're like. We want Star Wars live action shows. We want stuff that fills in the gap between episode six and episode seven. Okay, cool. Well, maybe we'll develop a shows about Rose Tico that really tells the story of the resistance because guess what? Other than Poe Dameron, and we're not getting Oscar Isaac for a live action series, right? So other than him, Rose is the only other character who's part of the main character who's part of the resistance before The Force Awakens. So if that's what they want, this is how they're going to get it, <laughs> right? Wexley series, though. So, yeah, I guess we could get a Snap Wexley series. Yeah, Greg Grunberg could could headline a series. I would I would rather have the Rose Tico series, and I would rather have Snap Wexley and the rest of Black Squadron, including Poe, show up from time to time. Like, that's the thing is, like, think about that. Like, you can't really do Snap because he's part of black squadron. And I mean, I guess if you could if you predated it. Right. But I don't know. Like it's, uh, I, yeah. Uh, Greg Grumberg's not getting any younger. <laughs> I think that, I think that Kelly Marie can play younger than she is right now. Um, I think that, I think that we could definitely stomach that and say like, Oh, this is five years before the force awakens. I think that we'd all go. Yeah. Okay, fine. What? So what? No, no big deal. Um, I think if you were like, it's Greg Grunberg and he's five years younger than he was five years ago, you'd be like, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but just think about like, yeah, like a, 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 a show about, about Rose and Paige and about them joining the resistance and, and getting to a point where, yeah, Poe does show up. Oscar Isaac is in like the season finale or like a two part episode where, you know, he, uh, he, he hooks up with uh, with with uh, Paige and Rose for a mission, and they they go do their thing and 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 whatever, right? Like like I like that to me sounds like it 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 could be fine, it could be great, it could also go sideways and not be the best show. But yeah. you know, like I I don't know, like that's how I feel about the Cassie Andor series. Is like I'm not exactly, really, but but there's characters at k2so maybe he's there yeah. maybe he's around um and the, and the other characters in the resistance and and even you know i don't know how you do leia but um there's there's characters that could show up that yeah. that are great characters that could make this series interesting that's why i said i wasn't really big on the casting series but hey change my mind if there's stuff that you can do that 
that I'm not thinking of, then and it blows me away, then I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. It, I don't know what it was about this week that all they just started saying everybody was getting a show. I don't know what the heck was going on, but it was it was pretty wild out there the last couple of days as far as social media and yeah, and but getting a show. So uh, crazy stuff. Anything else going on? No, I think let's just get into the episode because there's some cool stuff to talk about in this one. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Calculate the jump, Chop. How is my boyfriend doing? Maybe I can help you. I am Boba Fett. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there. Don't think about it. Kenobi. Ahsoka! Kenobi! So you mean to tell me you were staging a rescue, not attempting to hijack a Jedi starship? You're welcome! Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Episode Recap. All right, here we go with The Core Problem, directed by Sal Ruiz, written by Kevin Burke and Chris White. Mike, here we go. Start it off. Poe makes a surprise visit to the Colossus, looking to collect BB-8 for a mission to Jakku. As the first order, uh, as the first order has been blocking communications from the platform, Kaz can finally relay his intel. The first order wants the station to refuel its fleet, and is planning something big in the unknown regions. Poe decides they'll check out the coordinates together. Um, she, uh, you want to do another thing, and we'll talk about this whole first thing because I got a few things to say here. Yeah, sure. Uh, with the first order's occupation of the Colossus, leaving the platform will be tricky. Poe and Kaz hitch the fireball to a cargo ship and ride it until they're out of range of scanners. They need to drop off at just the right moment to avoid detection. So here, so uh, again, open up on uh, Yeager Shop, and Kaz yeah. is trying. Build a transmitter uh, to contact Poe and the Resistance. First Order has a calm blackout in effect now. So again, again, just slowly showing how the First Order is ramping up their presence on the Colossus there. Uh, BB, it was kind of cool to see BB-8, uh, to see him. He gives, I don't know, just, just that extra stuff, especially his, he was so happy to see Poe when he came in. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds Force Awakens when they when they met up again, but uh, Poe sneaking onto the Colossus. This is the one thing that they never really said how he did it. Um, even at the end, uh, Kaz does it, but they don't say how. Uh, so it's just kind of like he gets on there and um, he's being. The interesting part was he's being on a uh, mission sent on a mission to Jakku, Mike. So obviously this is wow. This is when he's going to meet Laura Santeca. Uh, obviously drop off the plans, I'm assuming. Right? I mean, if you've read the comic books, then you know that this is when he's going to meet Laura Santeca for the second time. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, right. And, yeah, and there's actually a, a few missions that are leading up to uh, Star Wars Resistance, uh, which they have to because BB-8 is with Poe. Um, right. And then, uh, yeah, and then obviously he drops off BB-8 with, with Kaz and then... Uh, it goes off and does a few other things, and uh, and yeah, now he's gonna we're gonna sync back up with, with um, the Force Awakens. So we're getting very close. Um, yeah. I I would wager we're actually probably um, 
Let's see. Yeah, Kazantor dis- investigate the disappearance of a friend and plan to free them from the First Order. Uh, next week. Next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call it right now. Okay. We're gonna see the destruction of of the Hosnian system That's next right. week, yeah. Um, yeah. based on the trailer and everything. I the trailer made it seem like. Um, Kaz and Tora are sneaking around something first order related uh when they see the transmission of um uh, the of Hux giving the speech and then and then Starkiller base destroying Hos- the Hosnian system. So um so yeah, I think we're there. I th- I think yeah. I think we're there. I mean like how many episodes do we have left this season? What is this one? Well, um, it's uh at the middle of March, so we don't have too many yeah. left. Five left, four left, maybe. Yeah, I think we've got about four or five left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. I, I mean, like, this is this is like butting right up against the Force Awakens. Um, things are in motion, as they say. Yeah. Uh, oh. So yeah. this is the sixteenth episode, and there's then there's what there's twenty two this season. Twenty. I don't 20? know. Twenty? Is it just twenty? No, it might, just, be right. it might. I don't know. It's, I have to look again because I know yeah. that the the season finale. I think Kenobio, Tracy Kenobio on Twitter said it was like March, the middle of March. But um, but in any event, yeah. I mean, it's got to be only four or five episodes left. So I'm, yeah, I'll, I mean, yeah. I mean, like if it's seventeen, so then we'd have if it's twenty, then we'd have eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and I'm guessing that nineteen twenty are going to be a one night thing. So, uh, it'll either be that or it'll be, um, I think the way that they've got it numbered is that the recruit, the recruits a two parter, right? So, or like it's an hour long episode rather. Um, but it is, but it's broken into part one and part two when you see it on TV. Um, so yeah, runtime 45 minutes on that one. So yeah, I think, I think what we'll probably get is, it, the episodes that we don't know about are 18, 19, and 20 slash 21. Mm-hmm. That would be my guess because right. that uh, that actually puts us at 22 half-hour blocks for the season, even though it's numbered as 20 episodes. So that makes sense to me. So we've probably got three weeks left, four weeks, right, from now. We've got mm-hmm. next week and then after that, three weeks, three episodes that we don't know anything about. Now, it is the 19th of February – and I anticipate that that press release is going to go out um, any day. Uh, let's see. For um, in January, the because I we get the the programming highlights uh, for the month from from the Disney Channel Disney XD PR, and uh, the last one we got was on was on January twenty second for the month of February. Um, and then, yeah, I, uh, January's programming highlights was December 20th. So by the time that you're listening to this episode, we might actually already know the air date of the finale. Well, actually, um, it, the, as according to Wikipedia, it says that March 17th is, this is according to Wikipedia. Now, yeah. um, the 17th is the core problem. We have the 18th, the 19th, and then 20 and 21 is a two-parter. Which they show as airing at at a week apart, which is interesting because usually they do those two parters back to yeah. back. 
I wouldn't. I I don't know that I would trust that. I, yeah. I I think it'll probably play out the way that I said. But, yeah. Which is so, why I said it, but. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, we're. I mean, geez, we're at the end. I think you're right. I mean, we only have according to this. If you go by Wikipedia, there's just one, two. You have the one, two, and then the the two parter. So yeah, essentially three episodes. So yeah, I mean, we're right, right there, and. You know, it's talking about actually this first part too, Mike. Um, why does the First Order want the Colossus? Well, Kaz says, so the Resistance can't have it. Uh, this is the last stop before the Unknown Regions, and it's crucial for any fleet to have this thing. So just a little context of what um, what he's thinking. And he's talking with Poe about, you know, what's going on? Why, why is this thing so important, the Colossus? Why is it so important? So that's... Some some interesting that's the facts there of, of what he thinks is yeah. going on. Um, uh, I'll continue, Mike. Once clear, Kaz hits the release mechanism and Poe hangs on tight while the ship plummets. In true fireball fashion, the engines fail, only to come to life just before impact on the waters below. Safely away from the platform, CB-23 flies Poe's X-wing close to Kaz's craft, and Dameron leaps to his fighter. So, Mike, we get the. Uh, Widowmaker, quote unquote, uh, maneuver. Uh, it's basically just Poe hanging on the side of, of the fire. <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of hangs on to, a, it looks like, a, I guess, a maybe a, another freighter. It hitches a ride on a cargo ship. Uh, crazy maneuver, but, you know, since it's Poe, it kind of doesn't really surprise me. Does it surprise you at all? I don't think no, so, right? No, no. Poe, right? <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't crazier. Like, this seemed pretty, yeah, right? yeah. pretty yeah, tame, yeah. actually. Yeah, I was definitely thinking, especially when it's called the Widowmaker, you thought, wow, but uh, easily done by Poe. But anyway, go ahead, yeah. Mike. Uh, where are we here? Uh, the pilots arrive at the mysterious location in the unknown regions. Something's not right. The system's sun has disappeared. I wonder what that could be. Uh, hmm. Soon they discover a series of cored out planets and fly in for a closer look at one of the more intact worlds. So uh, I think... We know this is this is the work of the Starkiller base, right? I mean, um, right. my guess is that this is the first system that they tested mm -hmm. the the weapon on, um, or you know, amongst the first systems, because we have all of the planets that are cracked um, and not not properly cored, and then and then the one the last one that is, and and Poe kind of mentions, you know, like well, there's no like they've just left all of the debris, right? Like, so they, they clearly wasn't for resources. It was, and the sun's gone. So the sun being gone tells us that, that the Starkiller base was fired. Right. Right. But, yeah, uh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I got. I wrote that down. Uh, Poe and Kaz arrive at was once a system. I, I believe they call it the Dassault system or Dassault system. Hmm. And uh, again, Starkiller base, Mike, I think that's pretty clear here. At first, I didn't know if it was they were testing Starkiller Base on this, but it, it, but I think the more logical thing is, like you said, they're they're coring it out, trying to make a Starkiller Base on these other planets, and it just wasn't working at least at this point. Um, so I think that's what we're looking at. Is that kind of what you picked up on? No, no, I was thinking that they would that this was Starkiller Base actually like doing firing or like, yeah, firing. Oh, okay, because yeah. I wasn't sure if it. Was firing or if it was they were coring them to to build starkiller base to there? Build starkiller base so i don't know i, I i'm kind of conflicted on what it can be because i i did see some people online talking about it they were coring it to 
to you know to to implant you know the firing mechanism of Starfield base. I don't know. I but maybe my first inclination was it was just testing you know their blasting you know just testing it out. Now I don't know. Everybody's got different thoughts on this. This is a uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a couple ways you can go, but. Um, I don't know. I, so you're leaning towards the other then, I guess. Huh? I definitely think that that Starkiller base was here and was used. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, that it was fired on these, on these planets. Um, yeah. I um, think like early on in their testing that, that that's what was going on. Yeah. That's but, my first inclination. But uh, there is, there is, I guess, uh, an argument to be made. There, there'd be technology left behind, right? Like there would be, there would be pieces of of the of the base and evidence that that's what they had been doing i think i don't know maybe, maybe that's just me yeah no I, th- I yeah it's it's a tough one i they really got us kind of complex on that one um let's see uh they find more than they bargained for a gravity well Kaz tries to turn the fireball around but nothing happens on pose orders they steer into the current and maneuver through. Coming out the other side, Kaz picks up a faint signal from a nearby moon. So they go through this gravity well, which is highly unstable, and it obviously it's going to benefit them in a few minutes here because they're able to figure out how to maneuver through this gravity well. But uh, we'll see. Probe. Oh, never mind. Go ahead, Mike. I got big yeah. stuff coming. Yeah. Um, they land to check out what appears to be the ruins of a settlement. As Poe and Kaz get closer, they see the buildings are scorched from blaster fire. Signs of an attack. Whoever did this wiped them out, Poe says. They wanted them eradicated. While the planet appears to be desolate, the duo is not alone. So um, one thing that maybe not everybody noticed here is that this planet uh, is actually the planet that, uh, that Kel and Isla are from. Um, the, uh, or, I mean, like it's heavily implied that oh, that's sure. the case because the, the symbol that, that Kaz sort of stops and notices is on, um, is on their bracelet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely like we're meant to connect those dots, but it's one of those things where you have to be kind of watching really closely and paying attention to details. But, uh, yeah, so if you felt like that was familiar in some way or like that it was odd that they focused on that, that's what that was about. So more than likely, this is the planet that they came from and um, and whatever they were doing. And, and to me, like the idea here is that they were wiping them out because they didn't want any witnesses for what they were about to do. Right. And now what's interesting about this is, um, again, we're all, I think, in agreement that this is Tahar. Um, one of the episodes was Children of Tahar, which is like mm-hmm. you said, my Elia or Ela and um, uh, Kel, and she even talks about Kylo Ren. So it's I think safe to assume that Kylo Ren, the First Order, they had, you know Star Killer Base, whatever they attacked this this settlement. Those two were the only two to get out because she talks about seeing Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and. So I think I think that all kind of it's it's right there. I think you, like you said, you kind of put the puzzle together, and there it is. That's Tahar right there. The other interesting theory that was going around was Ray's fa- uh, flash uh, flash force vision in the Force Awakens. Yeah. So the uh, Knights of Ren and Kylo, and there's some similarities with the kind of the ground and the the buildings. That might be a little bit more of a stretch, but it's still an interesting little 
uh, theory out there that uh, it's kind of the same area. So, again, a little bit more of a stretch, I think. But yeah, uh, that's I, definitely a stretch for me. But yeah, definitely, definitely. But definitely, we can agree that that is Tahar and yeah. and to hear Alia talk about Kylo Ren, man, it's like whoa, there it is, right there. You know, I still, went, I still maintain that that part of the Force vision is from the future. That we're actually going to see that in the next movie. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Definitely. I, oh, man, if we could see the Knights of Ren, whew, that'd be awesome. Uh, I'll continue. A probe droid appears, ramming Kaz and launching smaller droids that swarm the heroes. Poe takes out its kids while BB-8 snags the mother, which Kaz finally blasts with a lucky shot. But they're not out of this yet. So Kaz, <laughs> again, lucky shot. Yeah. shot. Yeah, lucky <laughs> shot. An accidental <laughs> it, shot. It was, yeah, terrible, terrible. But uh, again, lucky shot. But seeing BB-8 do his thing, kind of like he did on the Falcon in The Force Awakens and, yeah. you know, stretching out and doing all the stuff, that was kind of neat. Kind of a cool little a cool little throwback to The Force Awakens of exactly what uh, BB-8 and how much he is a help to these guys. But, yeah, Mike, you're right. I mean, total, total lucky shot. But uh, Poe, he's out there killing the babies. I, he has a funny line, too. He says something about... Something about the babies. I wish I wrote it down, but it was kind of a funny line that he had. Anyway, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, uh, Poe and Kaz investigate. Uh, sorry, what am I doing? Where am I looking at? Uh, Poe and Kaz hear the screaming sounds of TIE fighters, which must have come to investigate the probe's distress call. The First Order ships open fire, and CB-23 readies Poe's X-Wing while providing cover. The Resistance pilots take off, and Poe has an idea. Uh, they lead the ties into the gravity well. Poe and Kaz navigate the currents in the planet core as the first order ships spin and crash behind them. Like so, yeah, they uh, they've been through this gravity well. They kind of know what to expect, and yeah. uh, the first order pies and uh, ties and uh, Von Reg just are not ready. And and Poe some great flying in there as well. Get you know that's what was great about this episode too. Got some cool, not a lot of of. Of space battle, but but enough, you know, and and you get to see Poe do his thing and do some maneuvers. It's kind of cool to see him. Yeah, uh, always cool to see him do his stuff. So yeah, um, uh, you want to finish it up? Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap it up and then and then we can uh, talk about the whole thing. Their investigation over. Kaz bids goodbye to BB-8 and Poe. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Let me try this again. It took me a second to, like, I was reading that completely wrong. <laughs> Kaz bids goodbye to BB-8, and Poe heads off for his new mission. That makes more sense. Now accompanied by CB-23, Kaz returns to the Colossus. After connecting with his crewmates, the young spy walks outside holding a Tuca doll received, recovered from the moon ruins. Uh, we all could be in deep, deep trouble, he tells his new droid companion as Ty's scream above. So this uh, the the recap uh, it it kind of glosses over what I think is a really important part in this episode, which is um, Kaz returning with CB twenty three and uh, Tam has a lot of questions about yeah, this sure. about where did this droid come from and like nobody else seems to to have any real questions and it's like and she gets mad because she's like well, Kaz just takes the fireball. And doesn't and and doesn't have to explain himself to any of us and like, uh, and and Yeager kind of like, fed up with, with Tam's attitude is just like yeah well because he can like like because I said he can and it's like it's like this is my shop it's my ship, right, mm-hmm. um, 
So to me, that they, I feel like if they're not setting something up with Tam to uh, uh, definitely be um, not necessarily an antagonist, but a little bit adversarial um, until she realizes what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's one. It is one of those things where I think there's going to be there's going to be a real fallout from from them not telling her and she's gonna she's gonna ask like oh why couldn't you tell me and all that sort of thing but i think that eager i think eager's reaction is very um uh real and very logical of like look you like you have you've defended the first order and Mm -hmm. when we tried to point out that that it's just like the empire and that they're doing bad things you continue to sort of you know say well I, it's it's the security is good right like um why would they trust her with that information she doesn't seem like she can be trusted with that information um, right yeah. yeah she that's interesting i i never really thought of her that way but um it's it's an interesting theory that you have about her and her you know like they've the last few episodes they've really kind of <clears throat> home about her and how she feels like hey the first order is helping out they're keeping us safe and if she stays on that route and, and ultimately ends up maybe siding with them that would be kind of an interesting little twist but uh i guess i guess we'll find out in a couple more episodes but you know and and, to, and another kind of cool thing on, on this end too was the um kind of like the goodbye from 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 kaz and and bb8 they've mm-hmm. kind of been the, this I don't know, three quarters of the season. Now it's time for him to go off and, and do what he does in the force awakens. It's kind of a neat little scene between those two. They kind of had a little bond going, but now it's, he's got CB 23 and that's going to be his, his right hand droid from now on. So that was a cool, like I said, a cool little scene from them, but yeah, you know, overall, again, I thought it was a solid episode and the stuff with, um, Tahar and finding out about that and, and Poe in this episode and mm-hmm. some of the theories that we talked about. I thought it was really cool. to a really good episode. So um, still, this thing is, again, and, and you know what's funny is you'll see this. Uh, I noticed this on, on I guess, the Internet as well as people are starting to come around like, oh, man, did you guys see this? This last episode is really – I mean we're right up against The Force Awakens. And they're talking about it. They're talking about Kylo Ren and the children of Tahar and how that all connects. And So people yeah. are starting around I think. I think uh, – and we'll see what happens with these last few episodes and especially the, the finale and how it, how it turns out. So Yeah, I think, I think that when people see the scenes like when, when we get the preview for next week's episode, which I, I'm guessing is probably going to have to do with Starkiller Base – um, mm-hmm. that some people are going to go like, Oh wait, I probably should be watching this show. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was even a, there was even an article online I, and it was something about, you know, you get, here's the reason you guys should be watching star Wars resistance. And I'm sure it's talking about a lot of stuff that's going on in the second half, but yeah, people are starting to finally come they, around. It's Just, the show has done so much to tell us about what the state of the galaxy is in uh, like pre the force awakens so like mm-hmm. like what did it look like during peacetime um and why is no one listening to princess leia i think for me it just it informs so much about the last jedi and that no one responds to the call and that the resistance is on their own and why they're so small and when and sort of um <clears throat> and it also explains like oh this threat was even bigger than we thought Right. So I like, obviously eventually we need to get the backstory of like, how was Snoke able to do that? But, 
um but for now i'm I, like i'm fine with you know like he he, he did what he did <laughs> you know palpatine did it too so we've sure. seen it can be done but who yeah. is snoke where does he come from all that stuff it's right. all it all kind of ties into it but mm-hmm. yeah Good stuff, man. Good stuff. What is coming up next week? What do we got going? Yeah, next week we've got the disappeared. I already read this earlier in the in the episode, but uh, Kaz and Tora investigate the disappearance of a friend and plan to free them from the First Order. So we'll see who who's going missing. That's interesting. Friend. Sonara? No, she's gone. I'm trying to think. She's already the... gone. Yeah. Yeager um, or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Iku? know. Hmm. So so we'll we'll see. I'm sure we'll see probably in a preview coming in the next day or so. Um, oh. But Tam? probably probably by the time of this episode, I Tam could possibly like. I think that Tam could maybe be going to the first order to say, "Hey, I've got information," and then hmm. the first order takes her and is like, and she if she expresses any interest in joining them, um, that they're like, "Oh yeah, cool, you can come join us. We'll just brainwash you and uh, and you can be one of our soldiers." Um, at which point she would be like, oh, "No, thank you." <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. It could also be Kel and Isla. It, it, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. It could it could be one of the other aces or something. But yeah. Um. I. Uh, but yeah. I think that I think this is gonna be. This is gonna have to do with Star Killer Base and the destruction of Hosnian Prime and the Hosnian system. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This episode. It's very possible this one's gonna take place during the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is exciting. I'm excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely. It's definitely a first, right? Because like the Clone Wars series, um, actually, I guess that the final season that we're getting technically takes place during the Revenge of the Sith, because we know that that the oh, yeah. Battle of Mandalore takes place during Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. um, and then Order sixty six will be part of that. But, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, this will be like what this is one of the first times I think that uh, that that the series because Rebels doesn't intersect with, um, with a New Hope at all. Um, right. So this will be the first time that one of our series actually like intersects with one of the movies, right. and that's uh, that's exciting. That's a bit. I think that's a big. That's a big deal. It's a big big sort of milestone for these shows, and it kind of like it. It's a little bit of uh, uh, legitimization. Uh, yeah. Right, right for the show it's like well this is actually it's not this isn't just a, a side spin-off series of of star wars like this is actually part of the force awakens story it's just the part that we didn't know was happening right mm-hmm. so so i'm excited i'm excited to see uh see where this is gonna go um and, uh, i think these last few episodes however many of them are three four episodes i think they're going to be incredible i, th- I think that we're gonna walk out of this season going like so when does season two start can we see the trailer at star wars celebration so i'm excited about that yeah i, I man talk about season two man we're gonna have a busy yeah. uh fall for this year holy macros can be great stuff yeah that's gonna do it for this week uh for, for resistance mike yeah that's that it. does it uh thank you guys for listening as always you can stay up to date with all the latest star wars animation news by heading to rebel cells Dot com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebels podcast on Twitter at rebels podcast, as well as on Instagram at rebel cells. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Arkwolf air K W U L F. And you can follow mm-hmm. Matt on Twitter and Instagram as well at, uh, at the crankster. That's crankster with a K. 
Um, you guys know that we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other great podcasts in the network. And if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com and picking up some merchandise, which uh, several people have been doing, which is really cool. Uh, it's it's actually like it's picked up a lot in the last in the last like six months. There's a lot of people buying merch from from several of the shows, Rebels being one of them. So that's really cool. Um, and uh, the other way to support us is by heading over to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support over there. Uh, a dollar gets you access to the exclusive Thunderquack podcast as well as the exclusive Facebook group that is just for Patreon supporters. I uh, that's uh and and thank you to everybody who does support us over on Patreon. We couldn't do it without you guys, so thanks. Uh that does it for this week's episode and we will be back next week for the disappeared. just missed he just missed the the he just tweeted so i'm gonna put this i'm gonna put this after the music so for anybody who listens to after the music the if they see it uh martin said uh let's see loved it the show is definitely starting to have more of a star wars rebels feel to it do you think the village kaz and poe went to was the same one ray saw in her vision with kylo and the knights of Ren? we already answered your question Marty, talked about that. Yeah, see, I knew that that theory was going around. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't I, I don't it, think it so. Stretch, but um, that's a that's a big stretch. Yeah, that's I mean, a big it, stretch to me. There was like a photo of of the vision, and there's you know stuff scattered all over the ground. Like there's been some kind of a war there, and then they showed the temple on 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 the resistance episode. You can yeah. kind of see not the temple, but whatever that building structure yeah. was. And I don't know there was. You could stretch it and say there might be some similarities, but yeah, that's definitely one of those theories that's been going around. So it's kind of funny to to hear. Here's another. This is another funny tweet. I uh, uh, Wookie Leaks S W underscore Wookie Leaks uh, tweeted report Ben Quadraneros to headline Pods of Thunder, a new pod <laughs> racing series for Disney Plus. See, it's like it, I'm glad that we're not the only ones who are like this is so dumb. <laughs> this this news is not news. It's like slow news week. Let's take advantage of it. Um, yeah. Try and grab some headlines. Clickbait nonsense. Urgh. Man, Renaros. I yeah. like it.
Oh, 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 to anybody who's still listening. And uh, let us know if you listened all the way through this. To anybody who's still listening, um, I, I, uh, Jonah Marie has, uh, she's like setting up this thing, and we'll talk about it next week. I'm actually going to put it in the rundown right now. I, for um, March 5th, I, oh. as, as uh, Star Wars Rebels Day, so I, uh, everybody like kind of, you know, like watch an episode or two, like watch favorite episode of Star Wars Rebels and use the hashtag Rebels Remembered because it's the, it's the one year anniversary of the, of the, the series finale. So, um, right. yeah, so, so I want to hype that up next week, but yeah, if you're still it. listening, it's hyped up right now. <laughs> right on. Cool.